chemically our bodies know when it's sugar and when it's not because the reaction is so much different when we have a sugar to when we have like a healthy sweetener like honey for example like our bodies know but I kind of think our brain is like oh it's sweet is sweet so it'll like kick in like so if you're at, what I'm trying to say is if you're having a sugar craving and have something with honey in it or maybe syrup in it I think it satisfies the brain. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Good morning. Good morning out there. So today we're talking about sugar cravings. And I think that's an important one. And magnesium is something that we've been talking about a lot about lately. And it can help. So we're not going to be talking about magnesium too much. It would be one of our tips. But I think when you look at the two, a lot of times people don't put together sugar cravings and how we can fight them or beat them. And then sleep as a whole and how that affects our day-to-day lifestyle. I think one of the biggest things with sleep patterns is that... We get complacent that if we aren't a good sleeper, we get complacent that oh, I'm just not a good sleeper. That's just the way it is. But really, there are things that we can do to change that and improve our sleep if we take action. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning is how you can make some changes and take action to actually improve your sleep yourself. Yeah, for, for sure. And there are things that we can do. And I think we have to understand that we're in control of our own health. And a lot of times, I don't think we realize that. Like, yeah. That's just the way it is. Like, I think there's, like, menopause is a big thing for women. And it's very touchy. Why subject. did you pause? <laughs> How does it make you uncomfortable? <laughs> it's a very touchy subject. But I think that a lot of women are just, like, during their, like, menopausal state, like, when that comes in their life, they're like, oh, I don't sleep because it's menopause or I don't sleep because of hormones or and I'm not saying that doesn't have anything to do with it I'm just saying like that's just a short snippet for example like some people say like oh my whole family's heavy for example or my whole heart my whole my whole family has like heart disease so I'm going to get it too like but there are things that we can do like we can take action steps to improve our health and to prevent as a whole so if we weren't so inclined to, to accept our situation then we could be proactive and do something about it yeah, I was I was like that. Like I never understood the fact years ago. I never understood the fact that I was in control of my own health, and I was one of those people who was complacent, right? Uh, especially about my sleep patterns. I used to have horrible sleep. Like I slept five hours, four hours a night, and you know you drag yourself around in the day. But I just was complacent. Like oh, I'm a bad sleeper. That's just the way it is. Until I took some action steps to improve that and change that. And I'd never realized that that was in my power before. Take your power back. Take it back. Except detox how's for yourself. My, how's my glasses, by the way? I got these new glasses and they're new lenses. 
And because we're on the computers a lot and things, they put this like blue kind of thing. I don't know what it was called, but it's supposed to protect your eyes from the lights of the screen and the lights or the like filter a little bit from the damage of screens. So computers and phones. But now every time I'm seeing this blue and it's like purple. Yeah. No, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you like the blue or purple. When you're traveling, you kind of have to make some exceptions to your everyday. A yeah, bit. we're like for the, we're pretty good at that for the most part. Like when we go, like for example, we don't eat a whole lot of meat, but we go to someone's house if they're having, like we don't eat, like if we go to someone's house and we say um, they're having chicken. Like, okay, we'll have chicken. Like, we rarely buy it. Maybe in the summertime, barbecue, we buy it a bit more. But, for example, if they're making meat, we'll say, or we have, like, a little piece. Yeah. Instead of being, oh, no, I don't eat that. I think that'd be a bit challenging. So, when we were going to Sri Lanka, we knew that there was some, we need to make some, like, adjustments or some exceptions. Exceptions. So, sugar was one of them. Well, we didn't, well, first of all, we didn't realize how much sugar they had in their diet. Mm -hmm. So... It, like for the first week we were like okay like sugar and tea sure like we didn't know it was in there first and like wow i'm like oh my gosh this is so cool even the kids are drinking tea and then we drank it we're like whoa no wonder they drank it because there was sugar and sugar in it right and anyway when we so that was for a month right we were, there for, we were there for a month and when we got back just wait I, okay. I just want to mention that we were there for when, like, for the first week, there was sugar and like sugar here, sugar there, like sugar and tea. So after the first week, we had to be. I was like, and I told Dorothy, I was like, I can't handle this. I said, like, I don't want to be rude, but we got to start saying something. Yeah, like, we can't have sugar and everything. So we started saying plain tea. So no, no sugar, no cream or whatever. They don't really use cream. No. But so we started saying plain tea, like everywhere we went, plain tea. So that was one thing. And then we, for the most part, we did a pretty good job of avoiding sweets. Like we just say, no, thank you. Or we'd have like a small piece and then move on. And I have more fruit, for example. So we had to <clears throat> make that adjustment. Otherwise, it would have been a month of it. Yeah. And that wouldn't be functioning properly. Yeah. Today still. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to mention before you got past. Before it was over. Before it was over. <laughs> So when we got back from Sri Lanka, we were most definitely in like a withdrawal or we had definitely been addicted to sugar when we got back, which was tough. But then, well, this is kind of how we um, like the, how we kind of came up with the topic for the show, because we noticed that because we had been having sugar, then other cravings pop up and in, in, in our, you know, on your mind constantly. So you have all these, well, I was, were you having, you were having cravings too, right? I had cravings, but you know, the thing is, I, I don't remember it. Like if I had cravings like this before ever, it wasn't for years. I don't know how you were. Yeah. But Well, I think as women, um, because our hormones are so wacky, I think we experience, I don't want to separate men and women, but I do think we experience cravings more so. Um, because your of our hormones, yeah, can't, and monthly schedules. <laughs> can't exactly comment on that one. So, uh, like, it's normal for me to have like monthly cravings. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, that's I'm not gonna say you don't, 
<laughs> All I was saying is that I hadn't, I haven't experienced cravings like that for years or ever before. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when we, when we went there, so many times they would make us like a dessert, for example, and it was all like sugar. And I thought it was interesting that sometimes they would make these like a big, like plate of desserts and they wouldn't eat it. Mm. They would just make it for us. Like, Oh no, we don't eat that. Or we don't want that. It's for you, which is super nice. But I just thought it was funny. Like if you're going to make it, why don't you eat it? But culturally that's, that's what they do is when they have guests, they uh, make they make a ton of food, first of all. But then your guests sit down and eat and, eat, and the host That's neat. just stands and watches, basically. Well, I think they, they more like wait on you. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, do you need a napkin? Do you need a drink? Yeah. That, I think that's traditional. But they kind of stand to the side. They don't sit down. Like here, it's tradition that you all, like the host and the guests, all sit down together and eat, but they didn't, they either ate before or after the guests. Right. Yeah. Okay. So my point is Sorry. <laughs> that after we got back, I went through like these crazy, like sugar cravings. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I don't really remember experiencing this before. So like everything was looked like good, like chocolate bars and candies and cotton candy and Slurpees. It was like everything. I was like, Oh my, I was like, Oh, I wonder what that tastes like. Oh, or I was like, eating a, a healthy meal, like preparing a healthy meal. And I was thinking about something else, like something else sugary, which never happens. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like, I felt like it was almost like the first time I was experiencing what other people, like maybe some of our clients or fans or followers, when they're like, oh, I have sugar cravings. Like, oh, I just don't eat it. It wasn't really a big deal for me, but I, it was it was like a nice chance for me to be able to relate to people that struggle with cravings on a regular basis mm -hmm. and help to understand it uh, understand it better. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how the more you uh, have those things, like those sugary things, the more that you can't, it's harder to get away from. And then we're noticing after the fact, the more we got back into our regular routine and our regular way of eating, we, we stopped thinking about those things after a while. But it was hard to get over that mm -hmm. hump. Like for us, there was, for me, like I understand that people say I was, I craved this. Like maybe so, some women say I crave chocolate, for example, mm -hmm. or I crave, what else? I mean, well, I it's usually between salty and sweet, right? A lot of people like are sweet cravings. So um, like baked goods and chocolates and things like that. But then some people are salty, like chips and crackers and things like that. So. Okay, yeah, that's, so what I was saying is that usually it's one. I crave both. <laughs> usually it's one. Salty. So usually it's like something. Usually it's like chocolate, for example. Like I'm craving chocolate. So whatever it was, like for me, it wasn't. I was just craving sugar. That's what I dealt with. And I was like, it was like this crazy, like you can't stop thinking about it. Like almost kind of takes control of you. Like I need to have that. And uh, that was just an interesting sensation because I, uh, I don't really remember going through that. Oh, and you know, another one is uh, carbs, like what is it, sugar? Carb, carb cravings, like pastries and um, breads and... Like bread and pasta craving? Pasta cravings. Yeah. So there'd be the sugar and the bread and pasta. I would think so, yeah. yeah. But still, like, that, it's not like a sweet thing, like the chocolate sugar craving. It's like a hearty carb craving. Mm. I get those. For us, you know, like, for example, when we say, like, here's a healthy snack, like, try this. 
like that's okay and and then someone's like oh well if i have that then i can't stop eating it but it's so like i suppose it's one thing if you cook like a dozen healthy muffins and you eat all of them that's one thing but if you have two or three muffins in one sitting like one is probably a good serving size but if you have two or three it's not like you're eat you're going to like Krispy Kreme and eating 10 of those donuts yeah but like if I have two bites of Krispy Kreme I'm like oh it's like all sugar one thing that that really helps me is to have um like protein balls or or something in the fridge because it really does satisfy like when you have uh because there's honey in them so honey or maple syrup so if you have something already prepared in the fridge that's healthy you can just grab it it's already made and then it helps satisfy i said we put up on the complete truth protein facebook page and i put uh, dorothy made these protein balls and i said try to here's a little challenge for you put these in the fridge and every time you open up the fridge, try not to eat one. Because <laughs> they're so good. And I was doing that. That's why I put the post up. I was like, open the fridge. I was like, oh, I'll just have one of those. And then I come back an hour later, open the fridge. Oh, well, I'll just have one of those. So, like, every time I open the fridge, you have to have one. But the thing is, is that that's good for you. You can have that. And that will fight cravings. It won't, um, how do you say, encourage the sugar cravings. Because you're having something satisfying. It will satisfy your sugar because it's natural. And then it will also energize you because it has healthy fats, has complete truth protein, and it has all kinds of nutrients in it. Mm. So you don't have to worry about the sugar cravings. It'll actually help with that. So um, that those protein ball recipes are pretty awesome. I think in your brain, like, it's like sweet is sweet. Do you think? Like, I mean, chemically, our bodies know when it's sugar and when it's not because the reaction is so much different when we have a sugar to when we have, like, a healthy sweetener like honey for example like our bodies know but do you think like i kind of think our brain is like oh sweet is sweet so it'll like kick mm. in like i think so like so if you're ha- what i'm trying to say is if you're having a sugar craving and have something with honey in it or maple syrup in it i think it satisfies the brain like mm-hmm. i feel like if if you have something sweet regardless of it's healthy or not you you um you be- then you stop thinking about it yeah you're like, your oh, brain's okay. like ah, i got what i wanted right um, and then your body's happy too. <laughs> right. And I like the one of the big reasons I like to make my own healthy treats is because then I'm in control of what goes in them. If you buy a pack of cinnamon buns, for example, at the grocery store or wherever at the bakery, you don't know what's in them, right? And same goes like for muffins. A lot of us are conditioned to the that muffins are bad for you. Well. It's because if we pick up muffins somewhere else, they're usually white flour, white sugar, um, butter. But if we make them at home, we can make the changes to make healthy muffins. But then we can take away that guilt as well. Because if we have a nice flour, for example, say you have complete truth protein in there as your flour. Say you have honey in there and coconut oil as opposed to all those unhealthy things. Well, those things, those healthier versions are actually going to help fuel your body and it's not going to create those those cravings or those negative side effects. So you know what? You can take the guilt away that way as well. So the, the Coke like wouldn't quench your thirst. Mm. Like you could drink Coke. Sometimes you can drink like a ton of water. Um, you need something else to like something like coconut water. Like you need electrolytes, something to quench that thirst, especially if you're dehydrated. So you'll just keep drinking Coke all day. Like if that, if you're thirsty, 
for example. Yeah. If you're drinking it for sugar purposes or taste, that's a bit different. But that's the, that's the challenge. Like, and so, for example, like if I get a bag, of, if I buy a bag of chips, I'll put that bag of chips in a small bowl, and I'll be like, mentally, I'll say like, this is all I'm having, right? Doesn't always happen. Like sometimes I'll sit down. Dorothy's <laughs> laughing at me. Doesn't always happen. Like I can eat lots of chips, but I think in most cases. <laughs> I'll get a small bowl and pour the chips in the bowl and say, this is what I'm having for this sitting. Then you put the chips away. But if the chip bag is sitting on the chair or on the couch or wherever, and you're not even like paying attention and watching, mm. it's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. So, you know what, Dave, I'd be interested to, to know if you, like, if you go to 7-Eleven and you get like the small size and drink that, will you go back to the store again? Or will you just be like, okay, that's enough. Mm. I'd be interested to know if that would help. But what's funny is when Drew's having his little bowl of chips or something, I, like I try to be, I try to say, oh, no, no, thank you. Like, I don't want chips because, I mean, of course you like them, but chips aren't like, I'll eat chips and I enjoy it, but they're not really my thing, right? Chocolate's my thing. But anyway, but if he's over there crunching on chips, I'm going to, and even if I'm like, no, no, thank you, I'm going to be like, oh, maybe just one. But then it's like, oh, maybe one more. And so it's just crazy how it just doesn't stop. But that is why I think having a supportive like environment. environment is so important because if you are are not in a, like a supportive environment or you don't have supportive Strong people. Strong state of yeah, mind. Yeah. And if <laughs> those people around you that you're hanging out with aren't supportive and say they eat a bag of chips every night in front of you or beside you or wherever, then it's not healthy for you either because it mm. makes it so much more difficult when you're not working together towards the same goal. And that'll happen like if it's if it's football season and I'll have like or, or whatever baseball playoffs or whatever it is and I'll have chips like um in the house for like a couple weeks. Right? And then Dorothy's like, All right, we need to take a break from chips in the house. Yeah. So like, okay. Like or I'll have to tell Drew, you don't eat those around me. Like <laughs> when I'm out of the house, then like you know because I like I don't want to eat them. But if they're out, I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> yeah, but it's better if they're not in the house because yeah. you open up a cupboard and you see them, or you open up the pantry and they're there. Yeah. So like in most cases, like okay, we're gonna take a break, and then like two or three months go by, and there's like no chips or or, or chocolates or something. You just don't put it in the house, and we don't think about it. So then he kind of creeps in like, oh, there's a game on. I'm like, oh, there's a game. I want, I want like a little bowl of chips. Like that's something I enjoy. A little bowl of chips and watch the game. So then that kind of creeps up again, and you guys be like, hey, no more. <laughs> right. We were in Vegas, and there was this store called what's it? What's it called? Like the Sugarland, sugar or it was called like the Sugar. It was like something very simple. But anyways, I was like, the sugar industry is like has got to be like the most innovative industry ever. Because it's like one substance. It's like sugar, like white refined sugar. Probably the most toxic thing we can put in our bodies next to like pharmaceutical drugs or street drugs, whatever, you, however you want to put that. So if you put in, if you look at sugar in its raw form, we've created like a billion different ways on how to consume it. Yeah. Like coloring, different names, different shapes, different sizes. Drinks, food, like. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, it's just sugar. So when I was walking by this, this sugar store and you look in the store and there's like thousands of different ways to make this, to eat the sugar. 
And I just thought it was like crazy to me. It was like a, a business mindset. It was like, and I was like, wow. I was like, the sugar industry is crazy. Like it's one thing. It's like white refined sugar. And they've done so many different things to it that we're that like, we're addicted to it and don't even know that we're consuming it in different ways. Mm. And I just thought it was like, I was almost like uh, humbled or like, oh, I was like awed. I was like, oh my, wow. They've done a great job with sugar. cravings are are a lack of nutrients like in the simplest form like the easiest way i could explain it when we crave something it's Mm. like 90 percent of the time i would say it's because we're lacking a nutrient and then i would say the other nine percent is because it's a habit like you eat and then you have um you eat and then you want something sweet or you're watching the you're watching the game myself i want some chips like that's a habit that i've mentally um, like conditioned yourself. Thank you. Yeah. And then I would say the other 1% is like physically, like you need to have that maybe hormonally. I don't know. Okay. 1%? That, all right. That's my, just give me that's a second. Your opinion. That's okay. my opinion. But I would say regardless of whatever percentages you want to look at, I would say in large part is because of lack of nutrients. So I would actually look at what you're having throughout the day and where you're lacking in nutrients. I would look at your entire nutrition and see what's lacking. Yeah, I I agree with you that I believe a large part of our cravings does come from a lack of nutrients somewhere. Like we're lacking normally one of the macros. So uh, sometimes, like sometimes, if I look at if I'm having a craving and I look at what I've eaten in the day, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't have any healthy fats. So I'll grab a half of avocado or something because my body's telling me that it's missing something. But as far as the hormone thing goes, like, I think it's a little bit higher than 1%. <laughs> okay. That's all. <laughs> okay, but, well, all right, let's have a little debate here. If you were to, like, if you had a well-balanced diet and if you had all the nutrients that you needed in a day, don't you think your cravings would be much better regardless of gender, hormones, time of the month? It definitely helps. It definitely helps when, like, so during the hormonal stage of the month if if i have been you know when you're on on track and you're getting the nutrients that your body needs it definitely decreases the cravings for sure and if ever i give into the monthly cravings then i'm hooped because all throughout that time then i just want more right so i definitely think it helps and i'm not disagreeing that it if you i'm not disagreeing that Cravings arise because of a lack of nutrient. I'm just saying that hormones are hard. <laughs> they are hard. I, I don't remember the last time I sat down and had a glass of Coke, mm-hmm. you know, or like a glass of Pepsi, or like I used to love Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew. And um, I'm not going to say I've never had them. Like we're in Vegas and I'm like, oh, crazy. Like I had a Roman Coke, for example. Like, and that's something I haven't had in years. And, and it's fine. Like I'm not saying not have that. But I think that a lot of times we resort to those because it's like a regular thing in our lifestyle. But if they're not, like if we remove them and replace them with something else, then we won't, like, won't be craving them and won't be having them in our lives. A lot of us are conditioned to supper and then dessert, right? <laughs> so I think a lot of times in the evening, that's where the sugar craving comes from is because it's a habit or it's in the mind. Like you have your supper and then you need a dessert or something sweet. But I like what you're doing is you're having your supper and then the tea with honey because you're still getting your sweet after. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I still find myself that way. Like 
the other day we had um, egg salad sandwiches for lunch and I we were done and I felt like I needed something sweet after. So then I went to the fridge and grabbed a couple protein balls. But it's funny how, like, is that habit, right? Most likely, yes. Right? That's a habit. Like most times if it's around food, like it's a habit because there's no question. But you know what's interesting? I think you should try every once in a while we'll have dessert before dinner. Mm. You should try like <laughs> like, di- like digestion-wise, it's not a great idea to have like your sugar right before a meal. Like that's not a great idea. But if you have like sometimes we'll be like Dorothy will be making like a dessert or something like, oh, let's have some dessert. Like we're grown-ups. <laughs> we can do what we want. <laughs> So, but we, like, we are so conditioned because our whole childhood, it was like no dessert until dinner was made and actually had a friend and she raises her kids very well. And she was like, this week, this day of the week, we have, we have, um, dessert before dinner. Cause that's what the kids want. Like, you know, like, I think that's so cool. And I like, never thought about it before. And I was like, I'm a grown up. I don't have to wait till supper before <laughs> I can have my dessert. So every once in a while we'll have dessert, like our dessert, whatever Dorothy would make. If it's like uh, like some kind of like well, sometimes it's muffins, sometimes like healthy muffins. Sometimes it's avocado pudding. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and we don't always have dessert. Uh, dessert. And, yeah, but. and that's another condition. Like it's rare that we have like a made dessert. I think like most of us growing up, it's like you have your dinner or supper, whatever you call it, and then you have dessert. Like you have that, and that's it's been conditioned for so long. So many times we don't have any kind of dessert at all. But anyway, but let me finish my point here. Try to have your dessert before your supper one night and just see how it goes. Like see how you enjoy it. Because what we get in our head that like, oh, our parents said, you're going to spoil your dinner if you have your dessert first. And I think many times that we don't eat as much. Like I think portion control is a, a major issue for a lot of people, mostly because they eat too fast and don't realize mm. how much they're eating. So, so if there was more mindful eating, I think that would help. But if you have your sugary um, or sugar substitute, whatever it is, before your dinner, I think you're going to have better portion control. And then you're not going to have so much craving after because you already have the sugar before. Mm. Anyways, interesting little experiment. If you try that, let us know. Or make fruit leather. Fruit leather is so easy to make. Um, you just puree your, your fruit that you want. You can add a sweetener if you want, or you can just leave it like the fruit is sweet. Right. And then you just, if you have a dehydrator, you lay out the pureed fruit on the dehydrator and stick it in the dehydrator, or you can bake it really super, super low in the oven. And then you just like spread it out on a sheet. And then when it's done and it's dehydrated, you can roll it up, you can slice it up, whatever you want. Super easy. Why don't you make some fruit leather? <laughs> Why don't you make it? <laughs> I didn't say it was easy. I was like, you can make your own. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <coughs> it's always like one thing that really, like, try not to let too many things drive me crazy, but one thing that would drive me crazy is, the, um, what is those ones? Fruit roll-ups? Oh. Oh. I used to love me a fruit roll-up. Oh, those were, like... Fruit by the foot ones, and the kids would like, in, in teaching, right? The kids would like open it up and like fling it out and like eat that. And I'm like, sugar, sugar, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like once in a while, one of those things as a treat, that's fine. But daily have like on a daily habit, I it would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we're like conditioned. We're conditioned around habits. Like I would say, at least eighty percent of the things that we do throughout the day is from a habit. 
Mm. Like how you get up in the morning, how you have your lunch, dinner time, like going to work, driving to the grocery store, driving home from work. Like we're conditioned to around habits. So that's why Dorothy and I talk about healthy habits like every day Mm -hmm. or a morning routine. If you start your morning routine and you set your day up for success, you are successful. Yeah. Like you you don't have to worry about having a successful day. It's successful already. Already. So that's why we're so adamant about expressing healthy habits and helping others learn about them. And morning routine is habit, right? It is a morning habit, (laughs) right? Yes. Creating those habits. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you later on online somewhere. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. We will catch you later. See Bye. All right. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on Facebook.com slash True Form Life. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadio, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.